0: Is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never right. been anybody no. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dizzy. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to ah. eat your chill. It was just banter. Stay off the weed, It's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA, but they do have some big old I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Oh, fuck. I
1: understand. Come on, it quickly, Yes, big match. No he's in
2: the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we get by the way. Hello. Welcome to episode 202 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, Jack Harper, and Alex Jones has decided to join us this week. So, how's everyone doing today? Fantastic. Great.
0: Very well. How are you doing? That should be the question.
2: <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Every day is a blessing. <laughs> He says with gritted teeth. No <laughs> gritted teeth here. I've got news of the week, but there isn't much of it. So we are reverting back to hypothetical questions. So I'll ask Alex, and then when he refuses to answer, then one of you two can pick up the slot. <laughs> <laughs> if, if your tactic
3: during this episode is going to be attack, <laughs> it's not going to work. Well, well. We'll and, we'll, and,
2: and we'll see if you answer him. There we go. <laughs> So, biggest headline this week: martial artist hits thirty-four table tennis balls in one minute with nunchucks. Impressive. Impressive. I'm trying I to visualize
0: that. I feel like I've seen that, like Bruce Lee's done it or something. <laughs>
1: wow,
2: well, it's big news this week. So there we go. <laughs> Alligator captured on Florida school playground. Florida. Florida.
0: Can believe that as well.
2: Italian oh. police use Lamborghini to raise transplant kidney to hospital.
0: That's brilliant.
2: Sounds like Still a film. Volunteering to be the one to... Uh, do the that job. could be, like, crank-free.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Happiness doesn't depend on marriage. Brazilian man marries himself after fiancé breaks off engagement. Okay. You do Take you, yourself, hun-
0: love, to a whole new level. Um... <laughs>
2: Eight-year-old from Texas wins first in kids category for best mullet in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) A man was banned from Yellowstone after trying to fry chicken in a hot spring. (laughs) Dear me. Two kayakers were almost swallowed by a whale. I don't know if you've seen that video. I
0: have seen that,
2: yeah. I've seen that video. That's horrendous. Um, Body mistaken for Halloween props Sat on balcony for days Los Angeles police say
4: (laughs) The perfect crime
0: That is literally the perfect crime To (laughs) dress your victim up as a witch (laughs) Assume that it's supposed to be there Uh,
2: Robot soldiers could make up a quarter Of the British army by 2030 Skynet
0: And I've like we've seen so many times why that is such a bad idea <laughs> but yet we just still want to be the creators of our own like oblivion really don't we
2: and finally uh, raccoons raid bank and get away with almond cookies in bizarre biscuit based heist <laughs> there we go I'd, I'd, more animals I'd, I'd... up to no good
0: They've been making film of that. They've got to have like an IT raccoon set outside saying, I'm in. It, it, it has to be
2: in. Are you ready then, Alex, for some hypothetical questions? Uh, I don't think I don't think I'm ever ready. <laughs> Who is the best looking celebrity that you think you'd have a shot with?
1: <laughs> oh,
3: fuck. Uh,
2: um uh, know, hell. uh, Uh,
3: uh, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, oh
1: my
3: god. god, I'm not, I'm not rating my chances highly. Like,
1: you're rating them at all best. though. I don't want
4: to shoot you well, down. I AJ, mean, but she's, she's probably got a pick of the bunch. <laughs> well, the problem is with being
3: a celebrity is you're either really pretty like at a certain end of the scale or it yo-yos in the other direction where Holly want you to be like, I don't know, the the other end of the scale for comedic value. So I didn't really, like any any name that mm. I plucked out was going to be hard. Mm. You give it a go. You give it a go and see what, what about, you say. What about you, Jack? Oh, shoot a
4: shot, for sure. <laughs> what about Mate, you, Jack? Yeah. think i got a shot with.
0: Um... The one who plays Kerry Mucklow on this country. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God.
3: laughs> hey, she is a dime. She is oh, a really. dime.
0: She'd be a better crack than Zoe Deschanel, and that's a fact.
4: Sure. <laughs> what about you, TK? I don't know why the first thought in my head was stiff as mum. <laughs> just hoping she Jennifer was just actually gonna. Just hoping she was actually gonna be like a filthy old woman. It's not not I can see you
2: shacked up with uh, Sarah Silverman, T K. Think you got a shot there?
0: Okay, I'll
3: take it.
2: Probably be a bit annoying, but I'll take it. I've got,
3: I've got a question for you, actually. Stifler's mum or Finch's mum?
2: Uh, I've not watched American Reunion in a long time, so.
0: I'm still going Stifler's mum. I think. Yeah, loyalty. Yeah. you, you, you went through. All your childhood wouldn't sniff his money <laughs> You're gonna bow out to Been be
2: for a lot together. Me and Jack <laughs> saying that we could picture TK with Sarah Silverman. Are we subconsciously saying TK is Ned Schneebly from School of Rock?
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was like, maybe I've seen it
2: before,
0: is that what it is? <laughs>
2: I don't know why she jumped in my head otherwise. I mean, when I thought of the question earlier, the first two that came into my head were uh, Lily Allen and Dido, and I don't fancy my chances there, to be honest. Dido? Di- Dido, maybe. I
0: used
2: to love Dido as a kid. <laughs> I used to love her. <laughs> you
0: know, as Dido, as <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Her music. Does anybody not love Dino? Like, honestly, it's like... Jacopan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got a couple yeah, of songs, but... Yeah, some of her songs I reckon must have been had uh, the lyrics played backwards or something, because I would listen to all of her albums, No Angel, White Flag, on repeat, all <laughs> the songs as well, not just... The There's only a
1: songs
2: revelation. I can name uh, White Flag and Stan.
0: Well, yeah, because I actually knew that song as Dido's song before it was was (laughs) Eminem. Which, and it's really funny because I'd go around mates' houses and they'd all be rapping the boy part and I'd be singing the Dido bit.
2: (laughs) You (laughs) haven't had much to learn, to be fair.
0: Well, the actual whole song, I learned it on guitar as well. I was a fucking Dido fan. (laughs)
2: Fucking hell. I wasn't expecting that. that. Last week we had these confessions about Not being able to sleep, without his Harry Potter audiobooks. No, I and now he's a closet <laughs> Dino super fan. <laughs> yeah.
0: No holes barred on this pod. I, I've had to buy one of those, you know, those sleep headphones where it's like an eye mask with Bluetooth headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> it. <it's very, laughs> just got absolutely pissed off with hearing. Yeah. So I have to like listen to it on my headphones.
2: Could see you shacked up with today's Kelly Clarks of Alex.
3: Oh, what? Kelly Clarkson Gee, uh, w- wait, wait wait hold on why are you saying today's Kelly Clarkson
2: <laughs> well, there's just quite a difference I, I haven't here. seen her in a while there's,
3: there's quite a difference between
4: there's a bit more to her
3: <laughs> Kelly Clarkson I'm just I'm, I'm just going on the Instagram
2: well as we wait for Alan fuck oh, like me <laughs> what happened Jeez. What happened to her?
1: What what so happened? I have a bit of respect. So
4: toxic,
2: right. is it? Are you ready for another question, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> we might have to be careful here. Yeah? Would, se- <laughs> would you watch a sex tape of your absolute number one goat with your worst enemy? What, as in sat like
3: have my worst enemy sat next no. to me watching it with me <laughs> or is he's, he, he's, he's people, the other party
4: involved he's doing the plowing
3: uh, no I wouldn't watch it anyone
2: else uh, I have any thoughts
0: it. I mean I live with my girlfriend so <laughs> I can't I wouldn't want my worst enemy because I'd have to say my goat is that you know? do you see what I mean I'm in a difficult position here <laughs> I can't go on record and say anything I'm going to abstain from this. you don't
2: you don't think if um, Tim Bala like
4: 2004 oh, Sarah wouldn't no. understand come on you reckon <laughs> if we got on this punch, she's going to say you're the goat <laughs> 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 Nah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: God.
4: No, I, I wouldn't watch it, Byron, just because I'd I'm, I'm be more bitter than anything. Uh, the bitterness yeah. would override anything else.
0: What about you, Byron?
2: Well, Ray J being my worst enemy means <laughs> I haven't had too much of an issue. I don't know if I could, but then, just for Elba, I'd be too much to turn down. I'm not sure. You've I'll got quite a list of questions. enemies as well, though. Yeah. Alex, another one for you. Hopefully, this one's a bit easier. If you were constantly getting attacked by eagles, how many could you kill before they kill you?
4: <laughs> I'm nervous for this. Bear in mind, he thought he could take down a cheat in before. Wait, what?
0: Which. <laughs> wait, which... Oh, because.
4: Let's, let's, <laughs> let, let, let's
3: well let's let's just go with the the staple the you know the poster boy the American goal that you know the, the let's go with that. I, I reckon I, I reckon I'd struggle against two.
0: You know they're one and a half meters tall as well. It's like these eagles yeah, they're, they're, fly, they're flying around and you think they're not that big and then you see them on the ground. And the person. And like, yeah. I no chance.
3: Yeah, I, I I'm saying two, but I wouldn't be surprised if one took me out.
0: You
2: have to, to catch the wings and try and rip them apart. Well, it's the All talent, it would take it? is,
3: yeah, it gets your talons into. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if they'd have the lift force to. Uh, I don't know how much they can lift off the ground, but I'm not exactly the heaviest <laughs> guy in the world. So all <laughs> it would take is to you know,
2: take me up a little bit and drop me, and it's game over.
0: <laughs> so this... that it,
2: question. Do the chickens I... have large talons? <laughs> is that what you're going to ask, Jack? Well,
0: this is the thing. I. <laughs> The question I was going to ask this question reminds me of sorry is the simulations of like one Jesus versus twenty thousand chickens on YouTube. I just, and it's like, <laughs> Your you search
2: not, history must be something wild.
0: It's in a thousand Jesus versus ten thousand T Rexes. No. <laughs> How have you not seen these? These are brilliant. It's like.
2: I also don't have Dido's album. But... <laughs>
0: when
3: when Jack finally loses it and he commits some atrocity somewhere and they're looking at his search history to try and understand the chain of...
2: that he went through. That is going to be one hard thing. It's a web. Then we f- would find out who his goat is.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Alex. If we imagine that you're a... Uh nether region your private parts are gone you wake up and they're gone so a light beam down from the sky and god says to you alex you can make your dick as big as you want but for every inch you lose two years of your life how big would you make it
1: <laughs>
2: two years two years an inch yeah yeah
3: Oh, I reckon uh, I'll go for I'll go for a respectable five
4: <laughs> 10 years off your life crikey let's hope you're not
2: dying young <laughs> <laughs> uh, simple one next could you beat Tom Cruise in a fight 100% yeah
0: <laughs> 100% blimey
2: yeah. I think Tom Cruise beats you you
4: know
3: I'm insulted.
4: That's a samurai you're talking about.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't doubt his credentials, but <laughs> I, I...
4: <laughs> he's,
3: he's part be... of the church. He's part of the church of Scientology, for Christ's sake. He
2: can't be that tough. Christ. I might edit that out. I don't want to smoke with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Let them come for us. Uh, another one then Alex this one might be a bit more difficult um, would you rather have your mum send you a nude or send one to all of your friends
3: <laughs> I'll, I'll that's a it. genius one I'd rather send one to all of my friends not you your mum
4: no your mum sending it to your
2: friends
3: oh right uh, your mum sends I know, I you have... one
2: or she sends it to all your friends
3: uh, no 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 I'd rather her send it to me
2: Oh,
3: you <laughs> oh, I, I don't want any of you to see my mum for fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> <Selfish>. <laughs> All
3: right. Hey, I yeah. want. Uh, 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 why didn't you ask Jack and TK that question? <laughs> <laughs> this question is just for you. Yeah, this. One, <laughs>
0: I'll let you uh, kind of answer that one, mate. I don't, want I don't
3: think them. I'd. Well, I think Jack could probably turn around and say, "Send
2: them both." But
0: <laughs> I want to see how many chickens it takes to kill Alex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alex, you can broadcast a no rules cage match between any two people in the world. Who do you pick?
3: Right now, uh, right now I'd go uh, Donald Trump and
4: Joe Biden. <laughs> let see really wants it. Oh, that would be a
0: whitewash, though, wouldn't it? We all don't want it to be, but yeah. Trump has got the weight advantage over him now. <laughs> oh, I'll tell, tell,
3: tell you what, i tell you what. i tell you what. Donald Trump versus, um, uh, versus, uh... uh why is, why is it our Prime Minister, for Christ's sake? Why is his name Boris. just gone in my head? Boris, yeah, Boris versus, uh, Boris versus... Yeah, see who's got it. We know Boris has got a bit of that in him anyway from the footage that we've seen. So,
0: see so if it's
2: suppressed to all this.
0: I would like to see like Donald Trump versus LeBron James. That would be interesting.
2: That's oh, come interesting. on. He's Do you know, um, I, exactly. want, I want Ford versus Meyer if we can finally get that set up. Um, yeah. Anyone have much to say about Brighton Burnley? No, no, (laughs) I said about that the better. I think, um, (laughs) we did have Southampton against Newcastle, so Danny Ings out injured, no problem at all. And I secure my first win of the season in fantasy league, (laughs) only three points behind Harper. Now, I'm coming, come back season since it started. Everyone says that when they start doing terror At least I admit that I've been trying, despite. No, genuinely, I've,
0: I've had Vardy and Agüero at front since the beginning, and they both played like half the games. Agüero was play one, a few games.
2: Mm. Me bringing in Shea Adams. Masterson, Inspired. Exactly. And Vestergaard. Southampton are are looking tasty. Newcastle anyone who puts a Newcastle game in their accurate deserves to lose money. <laughs> <laughs> because is, you literally don't know what's going to happen. Is this a confession? No, I wouldn't bet on a Friday night fixture anyway. Fair.
0: Yeah. It's so weird with Newcastle because they can look so better, much better than last season but then so much worse. At yeah, who do they
2: lose to second game in the season because I don't win then?
0: To Brighton?
2: Brighton scored like two in the first ten and then that was it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, so there we go. Learned my lesson there. After that, we went on to Saturday and we had the lunchtime kickoff of United against Everton. We did say last week what a dangerous prospect it is to go up against under pressure, Ollie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But Everton seems to be faltering anyway. Is that three losses on the bounce down for them? It is, yeah. 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 So, I think they will go and, like, Tuttle charge, Tuttle charge, Hammers is amazing. And now it's kind of, yeah, this is where we thought they were going to be. Kind of territory. But you're right with Solskjaer. They're stuck in this never Michael cycle of, they'll get a few decent results, then they'll lose a few games they should win. And then it's, Got one game to save his job, and they'll go and pull a PSG or something like that out of nowhere. It's great well, right? I mean, because it means he keeps him. But Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We he'll stay saying there. We yeah.
4: Well, they weren't going to sack him even if, even if they lost on Saturday. That's pretty mad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Especially when the reports were that they've contacted Poch. It's strange. Either those reports are conflicting, or they've said to Poch, "Well, look, keep us in mind, won't you?" I think
2: every manager that's out of the job at the moment when they get offered one is <laughs> looking at the fact that PSG still haven't offered Thomas Tuchel another contract. So.
0: Mm. Yeah. Or Real Madrid are looking absolutely terrible as well.
2: Yeah, true. I, I do actually think the United job more appealing than the PSG job but I don't know if many other managers would think the same. <laughs> I
0: guess it's like when it comes down to heritage and money isn't it? United is arguably the bigger club but PSG, you know you're guaranteed to win at least three trophies a season.
2: Domestic. That's not enough, though.
0: But that's it. You know what I mean?
2: What would a football purist do? Go
0: to Man United, I'd say. <laughs> because if you can be the Man United manager that brings them through the wilderness that they're in at the moment that have been since Fergie left, then you would be seen as the second coming of Ferguson. So you'd have that legendary status, and you do know that if you do get it right, and even if you get it wrong, United will back you. They haven't hired and fired; they've stuck with the managers. Like when you look at. I wouldn't say league. they've stuck with managers. What they've been through four managers now since he left. To be fair, though, this is come from a Chelsea perspective. <laughs> a yeah, the average new manager every heavy. two you know, years. Every, yeah, every two years is a long stint for a Chelsea fan. So. I might
4: be a bit on this. In fairness to them,
0: though,
4: other than Moyes, I'd say they probably all were at the end of their time. Yeah. Probably harsh on Van Gaal. He did win a trophy, didn't he? Yeah, as the he was getting Powell sacked. Was harsh. It was, but they weren't looking great. I don't know that he would have built them much better than they have been. What a great character he was. He was a great character, I'll give him that. It's a shame his teams weren't so fun to watch because he was great fun. Yeah. This team's just so, loved passing it sideways. So, I mean, Everton take the lead early
2: on, 20 minutes in on uh, Saturday. They have they, they, they pan to Ollie on the bench looking like the world is eating him alive. <laughs> and then I guess Everton do what Everton do and six minutes later, they leave Bruno Fernandez <coughs> completely free on his own to head it in in the middle of the area. It's a good it header, is- but... He was also the only man stood there
4: playing
0: the space. Exactly again. It was almost a carbon copy. I know that Rashford didn't get a touch with the second one, but but how to concede two like go- preventable goals identically in the space of like ten to fifteen minutes, just a joke.
2: Commentators don't want to risk saying anything bad about Rashford, do they? When they said did he touch it? And they were like, Look, he's an honest lad, I'm sure he will tell us if he touched <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> There was the added pressure, but in fact, we haven't mentioned that United did lose last Thursday to Istanbul, but here. So they really were in trouble. And then I guess Bruno took over the game as frustrating as he is to watch because he is every European player that you blow up with a British flag in his name does despise. (laughs)
4: <laughs> the, Most fact, definitely. the, the,
2: the it's, whinging on the deck the falling on the got a punchable
0: face as well it's like Bernardo Silva that just punchable
2: <laughs> he's at the frog that it, interview since hearing that I can't get past it yeah. and then he did Cavani a favour setting him up right at the end to uh, bag a goal himself
0: I find it crazy how he's literally keeping that club floating at the moment. Imagine if they didn't sign him. Where would they be?
2: Where would they be if they had signed him sooner like they were supposed to though? Know?
0: Yeah, wouldn't well, but... they just
4: cough at the money over that summer? Yeah. I mean I said think... that they did up third, didn't they? Probably they were than that. So.
0: I think that was down to Leicester absolutely stacking it and then chances yeah. everyone injured. And yeah. they did have a like, ridiculously easy run-in as well,
4: didn't they? Because, but well, Even they... if those clubs didn't do that and United had Fernandes from the start of the season, I don't think they were breaking into Liverpool and City territory, were they? No, definitely. No,
2: definitely. ESPN say that United have contacted both Pochettino and Julian Nagos and told them to kind of uh, keep tight.
4: Very strange.
2: Nagosman would be vile if they get him.
4: Oli beat well, him, mean, so uh, look, he outmaneuvered he out- him.
2: They <laughs> could also ahead. lose, what, three
4: players in the summer? I was regurgitating what they were saying about Oli yeah. on the uh, broadcast.
2: Because his... no, Nagelsmann is, is the one, I think. I think PSG will get him, which is will be a weird move for him, because <laughs> it could, it's completely against everything he's done at Leipzig.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: You could say the same for Pochettino though. He's built his name upon developing players and on a shoestring yeah. budget, and then you kind of tune into Tottenham this season, and he would have been buzzing his tits off with those signings last year. So, the thing <laughs> is, you
3: say that about you say that about Poch, and I can see him in that PSG role. Like I, I can see him there comfortably. Mm.
2: He must regret making that bastard comment. What an idiot!
4: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's not forget. He eyed up the Arsenal job. He'd have taken it, wouldn't he? Yeah. Mm. He didn't deny it when he was asked either. <clears throat> having, having said this, a point in pot should be far too much like common sense for Barca as well. <laughs> it's, it's, like every <laughs> time they a, it's like every time they have a vacancy they go, should we go for a proven manager or should we just go for an ex-player? Alright, we'll go with that one. It didn't work last time, lads. No, no, we'll do this. It. Yeah. It's, it's going to work this time, trust me. This
2: is going to be the one, yeah. Well, I think Zidane's going to be lucky because when he eventually leaves Madrid, it'll probably be around the same time that Perlo gets
4: sacked and they'll walk into that job. Yeah, that's, true. that's an interesting timeline you've formed there. <laughs> what, uh, and what, what would make you say that?
2: Well, both are underperforming. He just will fit in at UV perfectly, won't he? But the fact that they think they want to guarantee the Champions League, they have his Champions League record, essentially. They try and put a personality big enough that can control Ronaldo. So you think it all adds up?
4: Yeah, yeah. Ex-player. It would all all fit.
2: If we trot back to United, we did have an incident with uh, Jordan Pickford again.
1: Uh, I was going to (laughs)
2: mention. To which uh, Seamus Coleman was on camera calling Harry Maguire uh, cheating diving see you next Tuesday <laughs> what was everyone else's thoughts on the incidents because just so my r- timeline was instantly flooded by Liverpool fans saying
0: I was picked for getting away with this again it, the thing is he's just so erratic isn't he you just you know that he's going to do something stupid even there was a ball that was going over the bar that he left right at the beginning of the game like dived backwards into the post and it just fills you full of fear. Like not if you're an Everton fan, obviously. And then obviously this ball comes in and I don't know how many times I've seen him do this where he'll jump up to catch the ball and then he'll have his hands on it and then well, next thing you know it's just bouncing around in his penalty area where he's just completely let go of it.
2: Wow. And Southgate told you no England uh, players pushing him close at the moment.
0: I just don't see how...
2: What a thing to hear.
0: I he yeah. wouldn't have like Pope it just at the moment he's not making those mistakes (coughs) he's he's conceding goals yes but the thing is with an England keeper the chances are you're just going to have to be able to collect the ball well and save a few shots which Pope can do Pickford at the moment can't do any of that
2: that's every keeper isn't it
0: (laughs) again I've just watched Kepper for the last season so no it's not (laughs) you Um, are
4: Sean Kepper me.
0: I was team Kepa for like a long time. He was, held out. Everyone else wasn't. <laughs> it. it came to a point where I was like, I can't even defend you anymore, mate. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, Pickford just looks erratic and I don't want him in the England team at the moment. I don't get how he's so cemented.
4: The it's like he's untouchable. <laughs> I can't work it out.
2: Yeah. TK, if, if I gave you um, a scale and at one end you had Everton playing poorly and at one side, and on the other side you had United played well. A little ticker be closer to.
4: Mm. I think it leaned more towards Everton playing poorly, to be honest. Um, not, not heavily, I thought United were okay. I thought the commentators were, as ever happens with United, if they get a win, seem to just forget about the first 20 minutes where <laughs> they kind of picked up when they left off and looked poor. And it was, oh, it's absolutely fine again. I think what they've settled on, and the point this is stuff have kind of realised as well, is they're playing a little bit more pragmatically, but it's the way they're going to have to, with Fred and McTominay in there, and then Fernandez ahead of them. It's, it gives them a balance where it's not exactly Hollywood football, but it works for them. And that means they're going to have to keep the likes of Pogba and Van der Beek on the bench. They're not going to be happy with, but I think that's their best route forward. I guess the main plus points
2: with um, the midfielders that they are picking is the amount they do wrong rather than the amount they do well. Because there's no doubt in someone like Pogba's ability, as I'm sure you've heard the same phrase about 100 times every single week, <laughs> but you're probably having McTominay and Fred in there just for them to not make the mistakes that he's making like he did against Arsenal done
4: throughout the rest of the season yeah yeah exactly it's it's maybe not the most sexy to watch but it's the most sensible option it's working for him here and there didn't work in the diamond against Arsenal but maybe that was a system issue I think Everton actually looked better
2: when Iwobi came on believe it or not (laughs) that is is a rare statement
0: because I saw Iwobi collect the ball and sprint towards his own goal more than I saw him sprinting (laughs) towards May United's goal which I can see why he's. Well, saying. they
4: created more as soon as he came on. He's a stranger, yeah. isn't he? Like he can do some good things, but
0: whenever uh... I think of a Woby, I just think of that paycheck that got leaked on Twitter.
4: <laughs>
0: and saw like what is that? Footballers actually get the same paychecks that we do. It's just the numbers are ridiculously higher. <laughs> so
2: Theo's obviously had a great start to life at Southampton what do you put that down to when you consider his spell at everton because i think when he joined everton the general consensus was that it was a decent signing for them his time was kind of up at arsenal and everton had a decent enough player that was going to offer them a bit more than what they had already and it just never really seemed to happen
3: could it be that just you know when he went to everton there was it's his first sort of move after leaving an Arsenal, and it was kind of like the unspoken the unspoken pressure to like that move might have unlocked him or given him that last little berth that he needed, kind of like what we saw with Rooney when he won on his various moves to various locations. Moving now to Southampton, there was absolutely no pressure or any, or any expectation on him whatsoever, except from maybe Southampton themselves. But I don't think anybody went expected him to go to Southampton and do as well as he has done now. Um, so I think that's a fair enough comment to make
2: so, No, So I, I probably lay the blame at both Everton and Walcott's feet in terms of it in fact, he obviously didn't perform as well as he should have if he was expecting to be in the team constantly and they also didn't seem to use him as it quite clearly is that he should be used he should be put in a position where he has some space to run at the defenders On he is still very fast and he is a decent and a finisher. and he was kind of being chucked on the left-hand side, which was weird, or kind of just coming on and playing second fiddle to Richarlison when, as much as that probably is the right hierarchy, it wasn't the right way to play him, clearly. Arsenal also gets 60 million-plus out of Walcott and Iwobi he is insane by our transfer levels. Yeah, you walk go go for? 20 million. Jesus. Yeah, it was, it was impressive to me at the time. And in fact, there were people complaining we didn't get enough for him. <laughs> with, with Cavani, I do think he's going to be a good sign in that he is coming in, he is picking, he's looked sharp when he's come on. Arsenal game aside, but none of them really look very sharp there. He does look lively, and from doing some reading, they've essentially brought him in as an expensive mentor for Greenwood. A very
4: expensive mentor, geez.
2: Well, reading the article on The Athletic today, they're essentially putting Greenwood in the same bracket of talent as Ronaldo and make that what you will. But um, they're essentially saying that whatever money they have to pay to get him to that level is worth it to get him to that level, essentially. And they say that he needs someone to show him what a consummate, what a consummate professional acts like because they don't feel he's acting like one.
4: Because Martial isn't the poster boy for that. Clearly not. <laughs> Watching him walk around that pitch on Saturday, was just he's a bizarre one as well. He's still had a shot on target this season, as he last Now, for all the, you know, the um, some of the abuse, some of the players flat. He's he's a disgrace at times.
0: <laughs> Not mincing your words there, mate. he is a disgrace.
4: <laughs> he's, I don't know. You he couldn't like want for more talent than he's got. He's like as a striker, it should work. It just so Which many games where it just doesn't. He's a member of the best attack in the league, TK. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do not you forget that?
2: Moving forward, Everton, we kind of reference it at the start. Is this a slump for them? Is this their level? And I guess the same for United. Was that a good result for them? Or, or was this their level, the performance that they showed?
4: With United, as you've said with once all on his backs against the wall, they seem to pull out results. So we can probably read more over the next few games rather than you know the one yeah. they need to win. Evan, yeah, I just think it's not that like they were like diabolical. They just weren't quite at the level they've been at the yeah. first few games. So it's yeah. a bit of a leveling out.
0: Yeah, they weren't at the races, and I think they made some poor decisions as well with James Coleman hitting the post. Was it James Coleman? Or Dina, I can't remember one of the two in the first half. And it's like it's a different game then. And it's it's basically where he went, ran straight into the box, blasted it, hit the post instead of squaring it to it it's free. Different game then. And Everton didn't get at United the way that if you get at United, you know you're going to cause problems, which is on the floor running at that back four or back five, whichever they play. They were trying to persist with the long balls to Calvert-Lewin and that is probably the one thing that Harry Maguire is good at although Calvert-Lewin was playing off Lindelof in, he was
4: bullying Lindelof early on, wasn't he
0: he was yeah um, in Harry um, you know Maguire yeah. Maguire yeah <laughs> Maguire it just played that role in behind which
2: you had a was, long day today Jack
0: yeah well, I have actually <laughs> long ass day of doing nothing been watching <laughs> all day my brain hasn't engaged <laughs> um, sorry no I was just going to say that if you're going to get United it needs to be on the floor it needs to be at pace not in the air in, uh, Calvert-Lewin was isolated all game and what you don't want to do is isolate your strikers against those two because they'll will mop up them. what you want is to overload them and that's when they struggle well
2: cool. Only after the game, the win wasn't enough for him. Um, you'll probably see some reporters say that's that's the level of manager he got there, that even after a win, he's not happy. So <laughs> he said, we were set up to fail. They set the boys up to fail. We've been to Turkey Wednesday night. We're playing Saturday lunchtime kickoff. It's an absolute shambles. I cannot <laughs> praise the boys enough for the character they've shown. Them boys deserve better than me. i thrown out here to fail today. Authorities set us up to fail. You've got Liverpool and Man City play on Tuesday, and then play Sunday. Who's responsible? I've had enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the fence on this one because Bless you're him. a big club. You're going to be playing in Europe. That is, that's you. You play to get into If You celebrate getting into Europe. That's going to happen at some stages this season. It will happen to all the big teams at some stage. It just so happened that City, Liverpool is a 4:30 kickoff. Super Sunday game, and Everton, Man no, United like, just isn't. Um, if you want guaranteed
2: Sunday games, Europa is where it's at. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't so what, what was he wanting? Just because Liverpool and City are late, usually you play Champions League, then you you can't complain about getting a Saturday game. What would a three o'clock
4: kickoff made that much of a difference? Uh, most of the managers seem to think it is. Whether that's you know sleep or what, I, I don't know, but. Because, you know, Klopp backed him up, didn't he, with that day. And he yeah. said, wow, well, but, but he said, and, and he was kind of putting all, words in all his mouth, it sounds like Oli wanted a, another day's break. Like Klopp was saying, you'll take the three o'clock kick off on a Saturday, fine, but the 12.30 is too much. Again, I don't know the sports signs with that, but presumably it's something to do with sleep and your, your sort of pattern of what you do in the day.
0: Whenever I think uh, of people complaining about the early kickoffs on a Saturday, and I think back to that Wayne Rooney tweet. Thought, yeah. I hate having to wolf down pastor at 9am.
4: I'll, like, I'll that do that a lot money. worse than that for that money.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, do you know how much you're paid? Like, <laughs> people would do that for free. To for like, but that's what okay, the we, thing I think of.
2: Rio's one was um, like, Christmas Day and up eating pasta. Uh, I ain't being a footballer sometimes. And all the replies were, you should try going to war, mate. See how you like that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love how that's like the yardstick for everything. <laughs> I, I saw someone there was
2: on a time that. where you, you couldn't have a player get a new contract without it being a uh, soldiers and nurses should be on footballers' wages. And,
0: and then we got inundated with the first person to say but can a nurse score a 40 yard screener and, yeah. mass, and now that's just been like completely undesensitized to that joke about how good oh it uh, yeah to.
3: it's it's an interesting it's an interesting point to make with the whole like you know the late eating the early eating particular things on certain days like i uh, it it does, I think, going back onto the comment about, like, eat it like, night, nine o'clock, eating, like, a massive thing of pasta and then trying to go to sleep. I mean, I, I don't – I can talk for myself, but I find myself, given my sort of training situations and the time that I finish, I find myself having to, like, try and wolf down large meals about an hour before I go to sleep, and it does. It can ruin your sleep um, quite a lot. Like, your body just either is in a position of where – you're so tired that you fall asleep and then it's just like you know, unsettled all night or so uh, like if you if you are if it does things like that they do affect your sleep and you know sleep is often categorized by anybody who talks about sports science or anything like that as 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 your superpower in the mm. respect of that is where well, the recovery is done so you know psychologically the damage that's done on a bad night's sleep and physically um you know it does weigh thin after a period of time but Look, at the end of the day, I mean, I make it work and I don't have thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands behind me with, yeah. you know... We need a with...
2: here. Sports <laughs> thousands? Your sponsors? Stuff. Crikey me. <laughs> I hope they're paying but, you a lot for their placement in your but, bio. But it's, uh, <laughs> but it's like these,
3: these guys have got the best sports scientists, the best facilities, and let's be honest, some of the most luxurious homes in the world and you know, come on, guys, you know, you, yeah. you can plan ahead, you know, instead of making solu- instead of making excuses for something that you knew was going to happen, plan ahead and work solutions around it, for Christ's sake. You know, it's, that's it, just been... It,
0: yeah. I was just going to say, it's funny seeing, like, a professional kind of view on their build-up to a game when, I, when you play Sunday League and you've got half a team coming in still half cut from the night before. Like eating Rustler's burgers or is <laughs> on the way there and they're eating some nuggets and their superpower then is to eat Harry tang plastics
2: Eating some what?
0: Take off Okay
2: Nuggets some Nuggets
0: <laughs> Nuggets
2: Yeah
0: But yeah it's just yeah. funny seeing like how people prep for it and then we all go and play a game on like two hours sleep stinking of booze in like Eating McDonald's 20 minutes kick Sometimes to a
4: similar standard as the United lads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: That's what I mean. I think-, yeah.
4: I-, I think the point he makes is valid. I just think he sounded very whiny doing it. It's- yeah. Whenever a manager does, it's kind of... At least he did it after a win. Normally they do after they drop points, don't they? So I guess at least there was that. But then maybe that undermines his entire point because they've gone and won. <laughs> well, the love- TV
2: companies aren't going to put up with... Having no Champions League teams on the 12:30 kickoff, no.
4: and at least it normally comes from a manager who's you know done something. Ollie is kind of doesn't really have much of a leg to stand on. I feel like when he's giving it shit, they could quite easily turn back and say, "Why do you set your team up to fail so goddamn often?" It's awful. Well, and, and yeah. the
0: thing the thing is as well that like the TV money that they get for being I know it's all split equally between the team, but the the generation the way it generates cash that loves time kickoff. Then they quite happily take the money and spend it on players. So,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Impressive as but well. If... Like, they could have breasted a few players against Istanbul and they should have won that. Although they didn't. So,
2: if we go on to Palace against Leeds, so Leeds were romanticized for only losing by a goal to Liverpool earlier in the season.
1: Uh.
2: And then Palace as always, kind of go under the radar. They're another team you should never go against. Although I did think the odds were very kind um, if you were back in Palace because Leeds with the form they've been in and Palace with the way they kind of go about their business. Or you could have made some money there, but Scott Dan shows up 12 minutes in, bullet header to put them in the lead. Eze scores a pitch of a free kick. Which, if you haven't seen that, you should go back and watch it because mm, probably the best goal of the weekend. Um, but the main talking point wasn't Palace putting four past leads, it was an offside that <laughs> is because of uh, the line of Bamford's t shirt that he's been given offside for. So, is I actually the- don't think this one was as controversial as other people said it was. me. What? Well, because they've made such a big thing about this is what is handball, this is what isn't. I assume this was always going to be something it was going to come down to with when they're measuring the closest place you can score with. I just hope that if someone scores with that part of their body, then they're consistent. It's,
4: I think it's just because he was just so far onside. It was just that arm. I think it's the, it's the issue. And, you know, you didn't even have to get lines out to draw with, like, with the feet, yeah. for example. <laughs> just I, I, I think insane. it's ridiculous,
2: but I, I also thought, like, I figured this was going to happen when they made it quite clear about what you can and can't say is handball.
0: I still think if he puts it in with that part of his arm it's disallowed. I'd, like, I'd, that's
2: just, probably a bigger issue. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind
0: of, if he kept his arm down and went through and then scored with, say, the top part of his shoulder. We've seen goals disallowed for that exact thing. So Sacco? Was that last season? Yeah. Can't remember. And the rule has changed, hasn't
4: it, on that? Yeah,
0: so it was the end of last
4: season. But, nonetheless, you are right, I think there would be, if he comes into some of our schools with his shoulder, I think there would be uproar and then, again, mm. with split opinions on whether that should be allowed or not.
2: The only time we've not really had that be contentious was when it was against United when, um, Benny did it for MK Dons and when Balotelli did it against them just because everyone was so gassed that they'd done it against United just didn't really so care that they'd as scored as well, with his shoulder <laughs> Palace and Leeds though do you think this is just what you're going to get with both of them sometimes you're going to get this out of Palace and sometimes you're going to get this out of Leeds probably do we need yeah. to start putting a bit of respect on Bamford's name because the major talking point for Leeds before the season was they need a striker because Bamford isn't a Premier League level striker who's been their best player yeah, looks the part doesn't he
0: he it's weird because he will look the part like his goal was brilliant just brought down smashed perfect And then he had a chance later on in the second half where it was quite a simple header and he shoulders it <laughs> and it goes up hmm. on the pick. so
2: I think that to be fair even for the best strikers in the league we're seeing that this season
0: yeah, that is true. But you're right, he is looking the part. He's
2: he's deceptively quick, isn't he? Because they even put it where he can run, he can play in the channels, and he's quick enough to get away with being in that position. And then he's also big and bulky enough when they need to play him through the middle, and he can hold it up. So he is probably your calling someone a complete forward sounds as if you're kind of darning them as being like Lewandowski. <laughs> he probably is what you'd call a complete forward because he can literally do everything.
4: I think he's worked on that as well. I think he's, he looks quicker than he did when he was, you know, said Burrow, for example.
2: He needs to do one of them uh, Brady videos that he does after a win <laughs> where he has the music fade in because for the stick that he got pre-season, he has the right to be dishing some of it out. True. Unless he yes. saw what happened with when Sheffield signed Sander Burge and they sang about being in Europe and he's like, I'll, I'll wait till the end of this season
4: before <laughs> I uh, cheer up up too much. The other problem is, is, on that Leeds team, I think you are going to get a situation where they do dominate a team or they do get trounced. It doesn't seem to be much in between at the minute.
2: They've got Arsenal next, so...
4: <laughs> yeah. It could go either way, couldn't it? Two uh, weeks to plan for... You know, I don't like the look of that. Um, Strangely, I'd fancy Arsenal against them. I fancy them to, if you can keep your shape and so. against Leeds, I think, oh, a chance. You know, there's no uh, great mystery to how Palace play. No. And they dealt with them. So,
2: we then go on to Chelsea. Um, David McGoldrick puts some 1-0 up, nine minutes in. I see the little goal update come up. going <laughs> kind to of be excited in 10 minutes later. Tammy scored and they didn't really look back from there, did they, Jack?
0: No, it's just McGoldrick is what. Well. I don't know what it is with him playing Chelsea. He scored four goals in the Premier League and three of them against us. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know what he thinks about when he plays against us, but there we go. In, it was kind Dare of, we
2: like, ask if you bought it, Jack?
0: It wasn't the pay-per-view, it was the 5.30 kick-off. Yeah.
2: Oh, it was on at the same time as um, the, Bayern the- Dortmund. Yeah. I yeah. should uh, have been I, on at your house, really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Actually, um, I had it on my phone in the chance to on the telly. But yeah, it was it, it was one of those games that last season we would have lost, and even earlier this season, where well I was always worried if, say, in inverted commas, lesser teams, teams standing at the end of the table, if they got the first goal against us, we looked pretty clueless when it came to breaking them down and really kind of causing them issues albeit bit. This isn't the same Sheffield United as we saw last season that did cause us so many problems. But it was good to see that within like a few minutes we'd equalised, and like you said, we never looked back from there. We just played great football for the rest of the game, and we could have had a, like three or four more goals than we than we had. Um, I think it's great to see that we conceded one and we didn't lose our heads as well. Where that's another that's been another thing, especially in the West Brom game where. If we lost one goal, everything goes to shit and we could find ourselves 2 3 down. And we've got to give ourselves like a mountain to climb. What did um, you think of
2: Rian Brewster?
0: He didn't, he was hardly involved that game. Um, the only thing that's really memorable that he did the entire game, which was the, a botched clearance straight into the back of Mason Mount to put the ball back into the penalty area, which we nearly scored from. So. I think he's
4: too small. I was about to say it looks like a boy playing a man's game whenever I've seen him. He
0: does. Because he...
4: you look at Eddie Nketiah and, and he's, what, got the record for the most ever
2: goals for England as 21s and now cleaned up at under-21s level. Me and Troy were talking about how that under-21s record probably isn't one that you want because it means <laughs> you've scored all them and they still don't deem you good enough for a first-team appearance. And it does seem that some of these players might just be too small, especially with the way the league's going. We aren't... We don't have as many fancy teams now, do we? Even the likes of uh, Liverpool and City are about as fancy as you get in the league. Still have plenty of bullies in their team to allow... To make sure that you can't do that down the other end to them.
0: It's funny as well because with Salah and Mane, core strength-wise, being able to hold people off. They're quite Mm. small, but they are so strong. Yeah. Whereas... I, don't Bruce doesn't like
2: he has it. the frame does he yeah. I can see did. him getting chubby but I can't see him getting <laughs> like stocky
0: the thing is with oh. Ryan Brewster he was up against Tiami Silva so one of the best centre-backs most kind of decorated centre-backs in world football and yeah he's ageing but he's shown this season that his quality is still very much there and then you've got if you want to try and like Rhys James is quick and big like you said, he could just nudge you off the ball. And then you've got Ben Chewell on the left with Zuma on the other side. So he, I don't think his season's going to be completely judged on how he did against Chelsea when the whole of Sheffield United didn't play well. He'll be more judged against the teams that are in or around the same level and see if he can bang some goals then. Although he hasn't done that so far, I totally get that point.
2: Not much in the Sheffield team, to be fair. Hey.
0: Okay.
2: No one else in the Sheffield team doing that either, are they?
0: And no. plus, was this his first
4: start? I know he's come off the bench. He, started, like he, started. Um, he started against us, didn't he? I don't know. Fair I'm enough. I'm sure he did. I think he is going to need a run. It's just whether yeah. they're, they're in a relegation fight at this stage. So whether you're going to be able to get that time that he's going to need. I think he can do it. I think he can, you know, because for that, he, he's obviously got talent. Yeah. Uh, but he's just going to need a little bit of time. It's whether they're going to be able to grant him that.
2: The Athletic put an article up saying that if you could ask Frank Lampard today who he sees as the most important player in his team, and on the basis that he has to answer honestly, that Ben Chilwell would be the answer.
0: I'd agree, personally. I think he's completely... Jesus Christ. Ziyech obviously had one of the best games I've seen from a Chelsea player since Hazard. And his stats, we was just loving having his stats as well, which Hazard didn't love to do sometimes. Um but Ben Chill, having that balance down the left hand side where we've had years of Alonso and when he would come out of favour with This is so disrespectful to quick.
2: Alonso. As much of a vile bloke as he is. He's no the, he's the things he did in that me. Chelsea team. He was, great, he, was, he, was cons- he was consensus best left back in the league for at least a season. And yeah, Chelsea but... fans talk like they've had this crooked bloke in on the flank.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. So when he came in when he's playing in the concert, he was playing, obviously...
2: Another and, man that was disrespected.
0: Yeah, he was. Yep. Five, There's a female. Five, yeah. five at the back, <laughs> and he was given license just to get forward, and that's what he's good at. But as soon as you put him to a back four, he's an absolute liability. And that's the problem we had. We'd just be completely open on that left-hand side, whereas Chilwell will get forward, but he's always in position. The that's idea that
4: he's now the most important is kind of great. He might be the best upgrade you've had.
0: The I idea that your left back is the most
4: important
0: player no, 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 is I think a hipster the, article. That was the key to keeping our defence solid because the amount of times where Alonso would be out of position, they would use his space to draw out the centre-back and then you've got two defenders against either a winger, a striker and a midfielder and there's always an overlap, which is why we conceded so many goals. But then if we shored up, then we didn't create enough going forward either. So you were kind of damned if you did, damned if you didn't. Whereas Chilwell, Gives that complete solidity down the left-hand side now, where the wingers don't have to track back because he is always there, even if he is getting up and scoring as well. So, yeah, it might be a hipster article to a degree, but I think they're barking up the right tree in the sense that I'm—he's the one that I wouldn't want to get injured. I feel that we've got players that can fit into other positions, but of
2: course, you shouldn't the have bought there. him if you don't want your left-back to get injured.
0: But he's been <laughs> right so far.
2: Are you sold on Werner?
0: Um, when he's played through the middle he's exactly what he wanted to be quick and can finish when he's on the wing it's difficult because he's probably still getting used to it but he's not the creative player that Ziyech is going to be he can't run it players either he's the kind of player where you want him to find pockets of space because he's got dynamite finish um and it's almost like, I was thinking with the Abamian thing where they play him on the left because he's going to get more touches and more chances, but then playing Nketiah through the middle. We'll get on to that. And it's almost <laughs> like, well, at the moment with Pulisic injured and Hudson-Odoi just not being in the picture by the looks of things at all, that's what Frank wants to do. And to be fair, Tammy's getting goals as well. So if, you're, if you've got Werner that's scoring, what, four, is it four goals... Mm-hmm his last three games from left wing and Tammy scoring as well two and two then that's what you want from a manager just goals from every angle so we'll just swap him for Morata who Werner yeah no, no. he's <laughs>
2: one of Werner, the best in Europe at the moment
0: he's got eight goals this season in his first season in England I'm quite happy to see where this goes What? what I love I'm a big Werner fan I don't know where this is coming
2: from or just matters on form. If um if the doc pulls up in a DeLorean and says, Jack, you give me Vernon now, I'll give you twenty fourteen Diego Costa oh. What do you say to the doc?
0: I mean I love I love Diego Costa, he's just the bastard around the boat. I'm taking Diego Costa. <clears throat> he won us that league. But um,
3: I think I think that's a bit of an unfair question because you know that that was like a proven that's a that's a done thing that that you you you're trapped in a prospect for a certainty.
2: Jack I said was... Jody Morris was the reason Chelsea were going to be successful. His goggles for the team at the moment, no no bounds. So that was the, that was the question.
0: Yeah. No, like at the end of the day, Werner is a brilliant signing, and when he's played through the middle. He looked brilliant at the start of the season, being played too much. Looks less effective from the wing, but he's just. Well, I did
2: in. warn you, Frank was going to chuck him on the left.
0: Yeah, I know, and you were right. But if we goals, so
2: there we go. If we get onto our London derby then, so we had West Ham at home against Fulham. <laughs> Seemingly everyone I know had West Ham in their anchor and needed them in this in this kickoff to uh, seal them a big win. So. It's a fairly placid game. Fulham start to take over in the second half only for West Ham and Soucek, who who's been a great signing.
1: Yeah.
2: To put them in the lead in the 91st minute. You fast forward a couple of minutes if you're watching on the bet 365 tracker, you see pop up with a penalty. Um, my uncle actually was relying on West Ham for a bet and he cashed out after Soucek scored. So I think like a 10 or less but worth it for the stress I think <laughs> that we would have gone through up steps Adamola Ola-Luckman in what the 96th minute yeah I don't know if he's done this in training <laughs> if someone said this to him <laughs> for some bizarre reason he thinks this is the time to try a palenka <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it wasn't even a good penenker either. No. It was, oh,
1: it, was it was
0: like a pass back. It's like the ball that you would like pass to the ref if you asked for it. Fabianski we it went down and, and got because... back up, basically. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if it was a penka with a bit of force or a bit of height, then I don't think Fabianski is getting there even still. But no. Fabianski no. <laughs> went down and then just got back up and caught it with one out. It was just ridiculous. The thing right? is,
2: though, he's got the way he's got a way that up in his head, and I guess if we can even think about this in, in that situation, if you can imagine how good it must feel to score a last minute Premier League goal to get a point for your side, battling relegation, and then probably multiply that by twenty for doing it <laughs> with a Penenka, Yeah, it probably yeah. is worth the risk.
0: The thing is though, like even I've been in games where someone was trying to score a cheeky penalty and it meant something. And even when they scored it, they got fucking torn a new one in the finger <laughs> Then like I don't care if we're 4 0, you are never taking a penalty like that ever again. <laughs> um,
4: the players it's... today have made it look too easy to do them. He's been watching Ainsley,
2: hasn't he? And he thought, I'll have a he bit has. of that. Well, do you remember <laughs> Alexis did one against uh, Burnley a few years back and I was nearly in tears the second I saw it leave his foot. Thankfully, it went in. But that was an injury time one and that was us competing for bottom of the Champions League qualification, top of the Europa League, not competing to stay in the Premier League.
4: Yeah, I think that's it. I think it just feels just, a relegation battle just feels like look, just put your foot through it and we'll see where we are afterwards. Whether that's fair, I don't know, but it, it just seems like you're kind of playing with the club <laughs> by doing that.
2: So Scott Parker's obviously going to have been understandably quite unhappy with him in the dressing room. <laughs> Do you think any part of him looks at Mitrovic and says, this is this is your fault? If you manned <laughs> up this, this pen... Because then that's, he's definitely going to be looking for people to blame. I don't... I'd actually quite admire it if uh, Lugman tried flipping it and said to Mitrovic, well, I've only had to do it because
0: (laughs) you
4: wouldn't step up and take it. What are you doing? Let me take it, you
2: idiot. (laughs)
0: He's
2: renowned, one. So no team wants to keep him any longer than they have to, but <laughs> teams keep going for him. And then other than that, he just has that about him, doesn't he, where I wouldn't want that in his shoes, regardless of whether he's going to penanker it or not. You wouldn't trust him. That no. What
4: you'd
2: say? And there's some players who, regardless of how many times they've, they've proved that they can do it, you still wouldn't trust him the next time around.
4: No, there's plenty of players. He, you know, players better than him. You just think, I just wouldn't trust you with a pen. Uh, just... Looking at the rest of the team, could Tom Kearney not have
2: taken it? I know Joe Bryan's a pretty decent taker, but he was on the bench. And Mitrovic definitely has to have a look. Yeah, that's that's the one, isn't it? It's Mitrovic. <laughs> They've got Carlo Lera one as well. So
0: the execution of it smacks of in training, he usually just blasts it.
2: Thought, yeah, like he's right, never tried this before. Yeah, <laughs> he
0: thought, right now I'm going to try this and really shock everybody. That's what it looked like. It looked like Do You know, know I think
2: even when you're messing about, like, where you go to take a penalty, and then you look and you think, this is actually a lot further out than it looks when they're, when they're on TV. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Plus, as well, that you miss that down the park right in front of your mates, and you will never hear the end of it. This. Let alone in a Premier That's League. That's the
2: one where you laugh it off yourself and make out that you're just messing about. Yeah. He, <laughs> you
0: well, can't do I, that. <laughs> I think
2: it was Balbuena, for West Ham, hugged him before he celebrated with his team because he felt so bad. Wow. <laughs> the,
1: the thing before is... He we, said to
2: said him, a- I've heard tales about Scott Parker. I'd
4: stay <laughs> out of here if I were you. <laughs> Uh, like you said, that the, the thing with a Penega is we've all said it before. If you, like, if you miss, you do look ridiculous because that's but you're accepting that the reward is going to look cool and <laughs> yeah. make you feel even better. But it's, it's whether that that risk is worth the reward.
3: I, I think I think you, how you got to look at it is the 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 position that teams in the type the level of player that he is deemed to be it wasn't the appropriate moment for it. No, if no. You, it, it just, it, it like, as glamorous as it would have been, the only reason that he's making a move like that is to try and make himself look good. So, yeah. you know, it's not, he's not thinking of the team. It's not like a tactical decision, like, thinking, right, like, if I get this right, it's a sure thing. Because even if he did get it right, all it takes is to, like, keep it, is to stand strong. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, it's, it's unexpected. It's unexpected, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it was a selfish move to try and make him look good, and it's gone in the complete other direction.
2: Well, other games on the day then. So, uh, the next day then, sorry. So, we started off with a box office clash, literally, not previously uh, <laughs> with a Spurs away at West Brom. I'll admit, I was fast asleep for this game and quite glad because... The result would really have made me ill with the manner of it.
0: It, it was one of those where I was looking at it on my um, sport score app, and it ticked down to like the 80th minute, and I was like, right, I'm just not gonna look. I'm not gonna look. And then anything's a bonus. And then I, I stole a look just after final whistle. And for the fuck's sake!
2: That <laughs> for yeah, it wasn't one of them where. Spurs have been chipping away for 90, and they finally break through. It's more of a we come over the three points. We can't complain there. Yeah. It, so, like, well, I, didn't.
3: Well, I can confess, I didn't pay for it. I, I stood the ground. I tried a few streams and struggled. Um. So, but in terms of, I, I followed the commentary of it and sort of see, watched match match of the day. I. The the general consensus is that the first half was quite woeful. Um, I'm a bit I'm a bit confused um, because there's been a number of articles that have popped up since the result of the weekend, saying I've have read one, um, which is basically saying why uh, like basically saying uh, Tottenham's Harry Kane, Hummingson, and Gareth Bell's front three could quickly become the world's most deadly front three football, but front, deadly front three. Um, I've seen Gary Neville's uh, comments today about we've got the firepower to win the league. I mean, look. <laughs> I'm sure they do this to you on
2: purpose every year.
3: I wouldn't look at that front three of Bale, Kane and Son at the weekend and say that it worked. And I wouldn't have said that it there was really much in the way of any glimpses that would suggest that it might like it's gonna eventually click. Kane and Son at the moment are a sure thing partnership. We know they can work together, but right now I'm not sure how Bale quite slides into there. I mean there may be glimpses of it um, on a counter attack, but I don't I don't see where all of these sudden comments are coming from, as if to say that's a front three that's going to work uh, like let's say Sadio Mane, Salah, um, and Firmino would do for Liverpool. Um, you know, maybe on a freak day it could work. Um, obviously, we've walked away with a clean sheet, which is great. Um, uh, Dyer had a better game at centre back, but again, it's that reliability factor. I mean, a clean sheet against West Brom. Let's not, you know, get too excited about a clean <laughs> sheet against West Brom. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's another scrappy victory. Um, you know, it's three points. We've had a few few games like that now, and you know, at least. Uh, you know, I can't really complain. At the end of the day, it is what it is. It's three points. Um, uh, put us to the top of the league temporarily, um, and yeah, it's it's better than those. Ba- it's better the, than those games have gone past where we draw those games nil nil or uh, go lose. You know, so no complaints you can't there. can lose
2: but... the league with this squad. You'd agree?
3: <laughs> I never said we win the league, Luke. So nice try. <laughs>
2: no, I'm just saying. Would that... you agree, though, that? You can't possibly lose the league with this squad.
3: I um no, no, we could easily lose, lose the league with this squad because our defences uh too are reliable. And I think that the front I think the for all the attacking prowess that all of a sudden the world seems to think we well, I say the world, a few select people. The um <laughs> the uh I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily a front three well, look, no, I, I don't, I don't think there's a confirmed front three at the moment. I, I can no. quite easily see, I can quite easily see down the road, if we get a string of Bale, Kane and Sun starting together and it not gelling in such a way that, you know, you can talk, talk about it in a way that, you know, they're the, potentially the best front three in the world together. Um, like a sad, like a Liverpool link up. I think, I think. Mourinho starts to need to think about maybe not starting all three together, which sounds ridiculous, but if it's not working, it's not working. I'd rather have uh, I'd rather have Lucas Moura or um, I'd rather have Lo Celso in there uh, somewhere if he provides a bit more of creative option or, Lo- Say or Lamella. Uh, Say it. <laughs> no no because I, I think Lamella I, I've always Lamella flatters to deceive in respect that now and again he will have a good game he's, he's a good guy to bring on with a swing of momentum but he's not consistent enough and I in fairness you could say that about a lot of the guys that we've got now like where a lot of people are sort of okay and we've got a lot of depth in that sort of that forward position now I don't think it's good because we've got a lot of options but none of them are that consistent I'd say the most consistent the most consistent three that we've had in the last season and um, he hasn't been given much of a chance this season but Lucas Moura Kane and Son is the probably the most reliable front three option that we've got at the moment um, it's early days for Bale and yet you can still give him the the, the card of he's got he's as he's coming from us off the back of a season where he hardly played at all he's coming back off a lot of sort of injuries and stuff so he's got a sort of psychologically get up to pace the pace of the game. He's also got to transition back to the Premier League style, um, giving him a giving him a bonus because he obviously he's come from the Premier League, so he knows what it's knows what it's all about. But, you know, it's I it, it there's obvious signs at the moment there that, that that partnership at the moment of Bale, Son and Kane isn't quite gelling as well as it should yet because, you know, it was only a one nil win after Bale had been taken off at the weekend. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a stellar stellar combination at the front um, like well like we'll go on to talk about uh, potentially Liverpool's bizarre like unexpected front four option against City so yeah
2: well if we move on to Leicester Wolves briefly not the greatest of games um, essentially Leicester getting a W from a dodgy Handball, as we've seen plenty of times in the league this season, so it wasn't a great performance. They nullified Jimenez pretty well, and other than that, it's just the two cancelling each other out. They've had a lot of penalties this season, Leicester. Yeah,
0: they had eight, they've eight
2: now, isn't it? Eight and eight, Bloody and then they have three against City. Yeah,
4: <laughs> they had a second one in this one, didn't they? That Vardy missed,
2: yeah. I mean,
0: a, day for that team, <laughs> a derby win, I mean, 1-0 you take him, I guess, if you're a Leicester fan, especially looking at the table.
2: I, I was quite yeah. disappointed.
3: I expected I was, I was. expected more from the game. I had it on. Yeah, I, yeah. I expected a bit more.
0: Without Jota, Wolves do look like a slightly different proposition.
4: They weren't they just say
0: that uh, great Leicester. even at
4: the start of the were they? No. They, do, no. they look a little... Uh, I, d- I don't know, this I was, blame I think, was, the, was it Roy Keane the who was Europa? saying that, that they've got no nah, yeah they've, he was basically saying that they've got one way of playing and it's like they don't know what to do when it doesn't work it does seem to fit yeah so
2: when they lost to Newcastle I think it was yeah they do not seem to be able to change it up
0: I think as well with like persisting with playing Traore from the bench I, I get it like but he's so effective. Would you not they don't utilise
4: him properly. Like, even when sometimes at the start of the year they're playing him, uh, admittedly Sami coming come in. That, they're playing him like right wing back. You yeah. know like, he can do the job there, but you want him up in that final third as much as you can get him
2: there. It looks like he looks like figure out hat. the way people are playing against him.
0: Mm. When someone's his got him, he's always
2: greasing him up. There's <laughs> <laughs> that. They zoomed in on his arms yesterday, and he was absolutely lathered in it. Not
4: even grabbing him, did they? <laughs> um, yeah I think people are going to call into question his form but I, I do feel from a bit I don't think he's being utilized properly the the standout game of the weekend then was
2: City Liverpool on paper and the first half really delivered
4: yeah second half not, not so much
2: <laughs> the they Jewish all jinxed into the
4: thing they all said yeah. oh, I just hope he can carry on like this I'm like right you've done it it's never going to carry on it like was that this. weird like Dias we had about uh if you could wrap up this second half and give
2: it as a present what are you talking about here <laughs> yeah yeah
4: <laughs> it sounds uh, it, sorry it sounds a little arrogant being a fan of the clubs, but these games are regularly brilliant I will say in terms yeah. of just tactically and the player the, the level of the games are incredible to watch I you know, should kind of enjoy them while they last I guess
2: I think the league need to uh, just save both of these games for the end of the season because they picked up on it on commentary, didn't they, where they said at this stage of the season it, it hit a point in the match where they both essentially thought, yeah, we don't want to lose this one.
1: Yeah.
4: Raise really the test that as well.
2: It really, really riles me. Well, what kind of point- it was quite clear as well, wasn't it? even with the changes and things. Um, almost a mutual
4: shaking of hands, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Without True, literally it? <laughs> doing as all with that. Yeah. Right. I th- I think it was a very really strange thing when you think they both went half lever in that first half. So at what point did it go to the right maybe with the set-up for the draw? Because neither look like it in the first half.
0: The thing with Liverpool as well, when you line up with a 4-2-4 and you've <laughs> got all of your attacking options on the pitch from the start, you're probably thinking, right, if we're tuning up at half-time, then great. But if, if it's still level, then I can't really change anything up here because no one's going to be fresh because everyone's already on the pitch. It's like if you'd taken off, if you'd start with Firmino and then you brought on Jota to try and really go for it, that would kind of bring a bit of dynamism to it. But to have them just all on the pitch, and you could see it working in the first half. Mm, and, then definitely. City, and then City kind of got their way back into it just before half time, then they've seen missed their pen. Um. Interesting stat though that I saw that the last time someone completely missed a target from a penalty was when Ria Byers missed against Liverpool.
1: Yeah. Um, and that was
0: in 2018. So it's crazy to think. But yeah, it was like it was great to watch, but you just knew that, well, where does this go from here? Because they can't really bring anyone else on now.
2: You, you said about how strange it was considering the first half TK. It's lot like you see in boxing sometimes where Someone lands their big shot early that knocks knocks everyone else out, and the other person takes it, and then they're kind of like I'm not really sure what to do yeah. now that you've you've stayed up after this. And yeah. so both kind of got beyond their jab for the second half and ensured that they saw the fight out.
4: Yeah, actually, to it. kind of carry on the analogy, if you like, as well, the thing with City is, if if you do have them on the ropes, you've kind of got to bury them while you've got them there. And yeah. When Liverpool had that phase in the first half and you, know, you only get one goal, that's kind of... They're not going to be like that the whole game. They are going to retain some control over it. Uh, and, that, and You tend to see that with players, if, with teams, if they can get a couple of goals in, then it can unfold quite quickly for City. If you don't, if you kind of give them any sort of hope, they can normally call their way back. So
2: I guess they'll both we, be satisfied but. Counter attacks? Did we? It was like both kind of took it in turns to attack and defend. It was
0: just a basketball match, really. It was kind of like you have a go
4: now. Right, we've got the ball. We'll have a go. Yeah. The, and then me the, in the second half. Yeah. The De Bruyne penalty was odd, just because it's almost unfathomable that he would miss. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. it was when you kind of had to, you know, blink. At least as, as Jack said, if, if Allison a, makes like a crazy save, then y- Yeah, uh, yeah. As Jack said, it's been so what so like infrequent that a player actually misses the target fully. It just seems so strange to feel, watch. We
2: used to see that more often.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel that same. People used to blast them over a lot more than they do now. Yeah. But <laughs> well, that was there was the thing, wasn't there, where
2: we saw a couple of the players do fancy ones and then all the pundits were like, you don't do that, you just step up and whack it. <laughs> it just so happened that someone like Rooney could do that with precision and then everyone else tried just putting their latest through it realised it wasn't that simple. And then Pogba really ruined it for everyone with, with um, penalties he was taking. Everyone <laughs> just tries the most mental thing they can do now. In terms of statistics... in possession in City's favour, which you'd probably expect with them being at home. Mm. But Liverpool had 10 shots, 3 on target. City had 7 shots, 2 on target. So essentially all of the quality until it got to the final strike, and that's really where it didn't come off. Liverpool, Mane looked like he was second-guessing himself throughout. Was a he sterling himself. You just expect him to drive in and he would try and
4: cut back or feed it to someone else or whatever he was doing. That one where he got in behind, uh, he really did. He, he sterling it. He wasn't sure what he was going to do and, and it ends up being a chance of Trent, doesn't it? Who game, yeah. But that would have been normally Mane in behind slots it. So Sterling really did have an absolute stinker of a game. I thought he was awful. He's. I know his record against us isn't great anyway, but he does have he does have those games in him. You know, yeah. I know he's sort of the uh, kind of our uh, jewel in the English crown now, but he he does have those Rusty's games in him. that now. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. You're probably right, but he he also does have those games as well. <laughs> yeah. Did did you come out of the game feeling
2: unhappy or was it like I guess we'll take that.
4: I, I I feel like I should be happy, but I'm always, I don't know, I'm greedy. I, I draw, I'm always thinking, oh, we could have done a bit more there. I think we could have, but having said that, the Royals should score the penalty and we probably should lose in that case. So maybe we should be the ones more grateful. We have wrapped up some hard games there, you know, away at City, yeah, away yeah. at Stanford Bridge. I so. think
2: both Klopp and uh, Pep have realised that it's different to two years ago where. The league isn't going to be decided by the games you two play against each other. So essentially, mm-hmm. you don't drop points there and just see who falters first in, against the other teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
4: it's a valid point. We're probably looking at what City did last year and thinking they'll drop points elsewhere, and they're probably looking at the games like Villa for us and yeah. thinking, right, maybe they'll fall apart again. Yeah. Um.
2: So we did have one more game uh, last night. Arsenal at home against Aston Villa Um, I did resist getting the pay-per-view thank God there must have been
0: there must have been a
2: God speaking to me saying don't do it Luke just don't do it save yourself but within the first 30 seconds it was pretty clear how the game was going to go I mean Villa had the ball in the net after 40 seconds it's ruled out for offside in I disagreed with it being ruled out, but I also disagreed with the Lacazette one being ruled out against Leicester. So at least there is some consistency in the league is my only saving grace there. And it it was like the Arsenal players kind of patted themselves on the back saying, all right, fair enough, we've we've got a let-off there. And then didn't ever take advantage of the let-off. I will say, because I was going to do this on Twitter last night and I knew how it would go. There does seem to be a thing with Arsenal fans and people looking on that it you can't criticise Arteta without it, meaning that you want him sacked. And you think he's suddenly the worst manager in the world. So I thought the team selection was wrong from the start. I don't understand the setting up so defensively unless it's, he literally doesn't think we can score goals. And so he's going to go in the way of, right, we aren't going to score any, so we'll keep him out, which obviously didn't work on this occasion. But the thing is, with the game plans that he set us up with against Leicester and yesterday against Villa, pretty much you can't afford a single mistake because you have to defend perfectly and you also have to take your chances at the other end, which when you've got that pig up top, He's <laughs> never going to happen he had it put on a plate about three times yesterday and usually gobbles them everything on there but I wouldn't I didn't, I
3: didn't I didn't expect
2: you to talk, ever talk about Yang like that
1: <laughs>
2: well Bamiyang that goes in with the team selection and Abamyang did have a poor game yesterday but he also didn't have a chance to have a shot I, I mean I meant just calling him a pig <laughs> well I would never do that you know damn whether he's talking about the the playing a Bamiang thing on the left when we were speaking about it last season, um, I mean the FA Cup run encapsulated it perfectly where that was the right thing to do because he was getting more of the ball and he was able to influence it. The thing is, I don't know how many of you have ever played football manager, but you can have a formation you've created one season and you can go almost undefeated in the league. And then you're set up with the exact same formation the next season because why would you not? It's worked perfectly. And suddenly the game just realises that it's worked out the way you play. And you can go from being top of the league to being in the relegation zone because everyone you play against has worked out exactly what you're doing. And so yesterday... Chris Wiley's had. that in real life. Uh, yeah. Yesterday you had Mike um, Cash at left-back, uh, right-back, sorry. And then I can't think who the defender was, um, who was the left-sided centre-back. It may have been concert. But essentially what they were doing was when Arsenal were attacking down the left-hand side, because overwhelmingly Arsenal do it, about 80% of their attacks go down the left. So what was happening was they were bringing, uh, yeah, well, concert. they were bringing concert across to tuck him behind Cash. So even if Arsenal go past Cash for the Bamiyang, then there's another one there. And then we were screwed, basically, because
4: we were like, what the hell do we do now? Aubameyang can't do it, So, Do you think, not again, not without, you know, saying your question, Arteta, insofar as his job were, but do you think in those games you should be setting up a more attacking way?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think, i said it for the Europa League games, and I don't expect to, to set up like we're playing a Europa League game there. But I said, Last week, I think it was. I don't think it always needs to be so complicated. So if you look at the heat maps, and I hate that I'm even talking about things like <laughs> that, but it's the only way you can really get some kind of understanding as to what we're trying to do. And in the game against Leicester, when you saw the heat map in the second half, he'd switched it so that Xhaka was playing at left back and Tierney was playing on the left wing. Right. And it's like you, you don't need to be making it this complicated. No, no. Like we have enough good attacking players. I did say when we did our Transfer Window roundup that party was good but it wasn't enough. And that we needed a defense, we needed a creative midfielder.
1: Yeah.
2: Whenever we don't score eight goals a game now, Erzul's name gets mentioned. I think we need <laughs> to forget about it. But essentially we're relying on party to break the lines. I think we all thought that Subbios was a bit more of, a bit more of an Isco or someone like that, that is going to be in that final third and make the final ball. Whereas he does seem to be closer to the party mold, at least with how he plays at Arsenal and putting himself about doing his job defensively. He had a goal line clearance yesterday, for God's sake. <laughs> it's just, it's very strange. I, I think, uh, in credit to him, I mean, saying how it was at Chelsea, Jack did say that Arsenal fans would turn on William pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> if you search William's name on Twitter yesterday, it wasn't pleasant. Yeah. There, are, yeah. there, there were there a lot of people that thought it was a clever joke to say he's more like William than Will I, than Ann. like that was like <laughs> that that super hot fire meme. running past with the hands on his face like it's the look I think three of them on Arsenal fan TV made the same joke oh Oh, Jesus when and you can can go back and see this obviously a little bit carried away after the Fulham game didn't realise Fulham were quite as bad as they are (laughs) (laughs) Um, but my my understanding was always that William was coming in as a squad player and Mm. he was going to start some games Probably would say against United that he was the right man to start. But,
0: yeah, energy, pressing.
2: Yeah. And that was meant to be the thing, and yeah. ch- and essentially provides some something so Pepe thinks. Oh God, I'm not guaranteed a start to start here. Mm. But in terms of a game like that, I think it's night and day with what Pepe offers and what Willian offers because Pe- Pepe had the most chances for Arsenal yesterday, and he came on on 60 minutes. Mm. Yes, Arteta is just gonna—he's gonna have to work it out. He's shown at least that he figured out the main things that have gone wrong before, and so I'll back him to get it right. But us—us us going for him scoring—what—what what did you say earlier? Nine goals in eight games. We're not suddenly gonna show up next week and be a free-flowing attacking side, no. Because even in the Europa games, we're scoring goals, but we're not free-flowing. Tend to be winning I by think, the goal as well in yeah, some of these. We're, we're, the Europa ones, we're, we're winning by a couple, but it's not pretty. It's essentially we grind them down and then we'll score a couple of scrappy goals. Well, not so much scrappy, but where the other team would just grind them down.
0: It's, it's like he, where, with Frank, there's like a few parallels, really, where he highlighted the defence at Chelsea is the reason why we're losing so many points and getting so many goals. So we had two games where it was like, right, shut out. Don't care about the result. We just don't want to concede. And then he built from it. to a bit like, and then... Hey, um, Frank
2: had another year. Frank what? Frank had another year to get it sorted.
0: <laughs> and a lot more cash. No, but what I'm saying is that what, the point I was trying to make was that it looks like Arteta tried to do the same thing and then just got stuck in defensive mode and won't let
2: yes yesterday we'll- was freakish like yeah. it was it was the first game where I was more annoying because at half time despite how badly we played we were still in the game yeah and then second half Villa that was like we made it easy for them I, I don't doubt but there were probably two three teams in the league where if they played how they did in the second half yesterday they weren't going to bulldoze because yeah. they were freakish the 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 Barkley the, the three pass move where essentially it's a cross to the touchline and then Barkley hits it on the volley cross and Ollie Watkins heads it in.
0: Yeah,
2: that was mental. Oh, no, I do
0: think... I have I'm seeing like Russ Barkley playing like this and I can't. <laughs>
2: believe
0: it. And I, I just can't believe it.
2: The the the, way, the biggest critique for Arteta so far, sorry Alex, has been his in-game management and getting that right and there's times where he's perfected and there's other times where it has been really poor particularly in the Brighton game where we lost 2-1 last year and again Rob Holding you know my thoughts on him was getting spun for fun by Ollie Watkins Mm. who, who does pass the eye test absolutely I said that Wilson Watkins would be the one to watch because Villa and Newcastle kind of agreed to take one each and And Ollie Watkins does look the real deal. Yeah, he does. He very quickly realised I'm a lot faster than Rob Holding, who must be the slowest 25-year-old with the furthest back hairline. (laughs) And he he just clung to him. And every time the ball got near him, he was spinning him. The the second goal they had was essentially Barkley and Grealish passing it to each other until one of them just fancied crossing it. And then it's poor defending at the back stick.
4: No, no, honestly, when they get it to go, that Villa team's good. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> just it <is>. probably Shaun, <laughs> I'll be saying that, that 7-2 doesn't look so bad now. wanna be saying if he was a, a I thing. don't know if it's I don't know if it's just my timeline. I swear we were getting more stick for losing
2: three 0 to Villa than Liverpool were conceding seven.
4: Yeah, I think that might be your timeline. Though we had a pretty yeah, rough, rough even. It was mainly United fans. Yeah, now no, no, I will so say that held I did an L see to us the
2: previous week.
4: Yeah, yeah night fans. I think you guys must have really pissed them off the week before because they were really sending <laughs> for you.
1: Yeah.
4: They were really coming for you. One I,
2: go,
4: just I tell them matured because
2: I don't reply to them anymore. <laughs> I go to type and then I just don't. Is it mature or are you just weary?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. It's just you know that once you open it. You really are stuck for the next like two hours. You've got, be you don't the be the one. You've got to be in the mood for it. You've got to be in the mood for it. Everything used to be a lot more ruthless. Like you could really say like no holds bars and it would essentially be a well, like football banner. <laughs> These days, you can't really do that anymore. It was a bit more sensitive.
3: Can, can I? Can I just say because I, I don't? I don't think you kind of. I, I don't think I understood what your opinion was on it, but. Like obviously, it was made out last week and like in previous weeks that Arteta is sure. you know there's a problem and then he's he's finding the solutions for it. But yeah. a permanent problem this season has obviously been Aubameyang not scoring goals. I mean, next you know next game day we're a quarter of the way through the season and let's say let's be generous and say he gets another goal. You know he's on he's on route to a 12 goal season. That's it. Like I, I th- th- it's been a problem from the get go this season and I don't. I don't think he's done anything to rectify that. I mean, I, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not having a go. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just interested no, he, to see. I am just interested to hear your take. Like, what is a solution to bring him back into the fold? Because right now he is giving nothing to your squad. I mean, we he's see, doing, he, you know, he was not, was, he didn't have a
1: single. He, he's, he's bringing I, think, I don't know because, if it's I'm getting ready to the
2: rest of Essentially the it's, it's the, if everyone focuses on him, then you hope that the other players can do something which that's been the issue. There is a big issue as to what Arteta needs to do with it. And part of it, I think, is stubbornness in... He's overthinking himself and thinking that probably he does have this genius formation or system that caters perfectly to Aubameyang and gets him in the game as much as possible. And probably the best thing about last night is it was so overwhelming that it wasn't like a 1-0 defeat that can be glossed over. The other hmm. thing has been... Creativity from the left when it's not him. And Saka, I think, he is the guy to be played there. But Arteta has shown a willingness not to do that because he's needed him at left wing back because of our defensive sh- struggles. So he's had Tierney the left centre back. I think when Martinelli's back fit, then we can probably have a bit more of an idea as to what. Arteta's going to do, because either he puts Aubameyang central then and has Martinelli on the left, and I don't think that's going to be a quick job, because if you remember when Arteta first came in, I don't think Martinelli really got a game, although there was the murmurs that this injury was kind of plaguing him beforehand. But essentially, you need someone else that can carry some of the load, and Aubameyang, for the best part of two, three seasons... We've lived or died by whether Abymeang is going to score 30 a season, mm. and the the metrics showed that he wasn't declining. If anything, he was getting better. At some point, age is going to catch up with you. I'm not suggesting that now. Although William, it does look like you you can only beat the curve for so long, and William is playing like a 31 year old at the moment. <laughs> so playing William two games a week probably isn't the best move. What, um, <laughs> I think I, what happened is he's, he's got to give up with, with Lacazette now. Like, I don't know what it is if it's doing the thing we always say about it with the bird that's convinced that she can sort the bloke cheating <laughs> because she's this special. And he <laughs> thinks maybe he can get Lacazette scoring because right now he's a, he's a top five worst transfer in Arsenal history of 52 million pounds. Yeah,
4: that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. So the question I was going to the ask The issue before? is that Eddie isn't picking up the slack either. So no, he doesn't look good enough, does he?
2: He looks too small, and when mm. he's had poachers' chances recently, he's missed. So if he's missing them, you're offering nothing really. Nothing, yeah, yeah. He tried Willian as a false nine, which probably shows the faith he has in Lacazette. So mm. if if I'm if I'm Arteta now, which I only dream of being such a beautiful man.
1: But
2: I think you put Bamiyang as your centre forward you build the team from there because he's shown to be a constant whereas the rest have shown haven't shown quite the same uh, longevity in what they do so, uh, but Jack
3: said earlier that he wants Jack said earlier that what you want is goals coming from all areas of the pitch you don't want it coming from do. one man that's what Jack no, said no exactly
2: you don't but unfortunately our owners aren't willing to splash the cash like Spurs are and spend how uh, <laughs> <laughs> much in a season. So party is making a big difference that maybe his, his win loss record isn't showing that, but you saw against United what he can do. Gabrielle yeah. looks, looks to treat there. It needs to be David Louise with Gabrielle because he offers creativity in himself still hasn't quite worked out the midfield balance. I think El needs to be used, like Park Sung was at United, or John obi McKell was at Chelsea towards uh, the end of his time, even Ramirez, where you're essentially forgoing any attacking movement for the fact that he's going to be that much of a nuisance to the other team with the United runs. Yeah. You saw that in the 91st minute, with Elneny, which is why I disagreed with the selection yesterday. It needs to start setting up with four, four at the back at home, a Banyang centre-forward, because regardless of how patient I am, other Arsenal fans won't be if it, if it keeps going the same way. The last What, two of the last three have gone? Because let's not forget, everyone was on cloud nine after being United, so can't be too yeah. negative now. I was overly negative for about an hour and then just kind of had to take it on the gym from what he'd done to Liverpool if, if that makes you feel any better TK what I felt <laughs> a bit better knowing that they had already done this to Liverpool yeah, so. yeah.
3: How, wait, many, wait. how
2: many uh, how many uh, I'll I, I admit I've watched it a lot
3: how many times have you watched that tyranny well malfunction we'll call it malfunction uh,
2: <laughs> uh, well, I watched it the first time which is why I put in the chat saying uh, this game is just legit cursed. Like we've been <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've watched it so many times. <laughs> I
2: and mean, then I saw uh Gary Ineke tweet it, and I, for God's sake. When Gary's laugh <laughs> <him> as well. Well <laughs> like, I thought it would just like slide past like it's funny for us that are watching, but no one else is really gonna see this.
0: <laughs> well, Probably generous it
2: was on box office.
0: With yeah. um say for example your kind of creative worries at the moment. Ross Barkley has a brilliant season at Villa. Comes up oh, the no.
2: summer. You taking him? Over what we've got at the moment, I mean, yeah. I would. There were some Arsenal fans saying the Grealish wasn't good enough for us. Let's not forget. Yeah, that's true. Oh, <sighs> hmm. I think you can ask more questions of Arteta once we have a creative midfielder. If if we sign a creative midfielder, which we obviously tried to do in the summer with quite publicly the award deal fell through. So if we get one, say we get a Grealish, a Malice, uh, Danny Olmo, that kind of player, and still, we're not putting the ball in the back of the net, then you can ask more questions. But for mm. now, I think you're only as good as your resources. and He's probably overachieved with what we have so far, and it is going to be so I disagree. No, I, I hate I, using trust the process after Seven Six has used it for all that time and the process didn't get there.
0: I, d- I disagree. What are you
2: disagreeing about? I disagree
0: that <laughs> you've lost fifty percent of your games. That's not overachieving.
2: Yes. <laughs> I didn't that say is- he's overachieved this season. No. You
0: said well, I thought he said overachieved this far. I thought you meant this. Yes, yeah,
2: he's won two trophies.
3: Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> My,
3: Jack, keep, well, keep poking in, Jack. Keep
4: poking it. We'll get we'll get us something out of it. Well the commentator said it last night as well. The problem is when you say it, you undermine the FA Cup win, which is actually really good. Yeah. But by saying too, you're kind of eroding it a bit.
0: You're better off just saying we won the FA Cup. Yeah,
4: because that's a we,
2: we beat a great Liverpool side, so you get a trophy for that. <laughs> yeah, no. Fair enough. But well, if Chelsea won that Super Cup, you're telling me Jack wouldn't be calling it a trophy? Super Cup's different, though. I would say. Same team we played.
0: It doesn't matter. It's different competition. Our
2: version probably the better
0: side as well. So if you, like, for example, you could play Liverpool in the League Cup final, you could play Liverpool in the Champions League final. Which one are you saying is better?
2: Same team.
4: That's what I mean. <laughs> Here it is. Well, the, the, the thing with both of those things is that you've had to beat numerous teams together, isn't there? I, I know I'm picking apart a rather obvious argument
1: here.
0: Yeah. But, but still, oh. it's, I think, I don't think that he's overachieving. If you look at his record versus Emery's record... And, the same amount of time, it doesn't make
4: good <laughs> the disgusting you would, thing,
0: that you and you would say that <laughs> Emery
2: had more, more money spent for a start. England. Emery had more money spent, so there's that. Emery lost. What was it? The biggest ever loss in a European final in the in a Europa League final. Who's
4: that again? Um, <laughs> he got into the final. Don't ever forget that though. <laughs> yeah.
2: he, he he chose to get rid of Ramsey.
0: Was that more so that Ramsey just wanted to play for Juve? No,
2: because Ramsey had a contract agreed and we pulled the contract. <laughs>
4: <laughs> a loss colossal mismanagement.
0: With your attacking, uh, your creative woes at the moment, like that, just is such a glaring error, isn't it? Especially he's not yeah,
2: even playing. I, the Juve, is it? I'm not. not he is, but I'm not praising your Di so... So, no. and Arteta has won a trophy, so you'd rather me say it like that. so Something Frank actually... (laughs) He has a good set of second place medals.
0: See, everyone laughs about this, but Jurgen Klopp hadn't won a final since he won the league. He had won a
2: Bundesliga.
0: (laughs) Twice. It's not a final. Well,
4: Frank hasn't won a league either. He's
0: only... Played two well, it's only managed two leagues. It's it?
4: not a final, it's harder to win as a manager. It's hard, it's more, a <laughs> to win a league than a final. yeah,
2: which is why you take the invincibles over a Champions League. Oh, wow, that's not what oh, Bengis... fuck off. let me.
0: Bengis, uh, Bengis says he his <laughs> unbeatable season for the Champions League. That doesn't,
2: really yeah, in, does that it? yeah. I
0: can't believe he
4: came out and said that.
0: So that's misquotes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's contradicting
3: himself anyway, because he's just lambast- he just said how important the cups win were in terms of <laughs> showing progression
4: for the now he's saying the well, opposite. It, it did it did show a lot, Alex. So, I mean I wouldn't expect uh,
2: you to know what a cup win's like, to be honest. Because... <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, all I'll say all I'll say is that you you, you won an FA all Cup with Arsene Wenger frankly, and he
3: went nowhere. You went you went you went you won an FA Cup with Arsen Wenger and went nowhere. You've won an FA Cup with Arteta and could easily but, go nowhere as well. well. <laughs> well, after, well, well, you you want to get back to you you want to get back to winning Premier. trying to do your you, you, club's history. You 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 want to get you want to get back to winning Premier League. Get like always in the Champions League Arsenal and try to put Champions League in.
2: We'll have to qualify for the Champions League first. Why, I do any why, Arsenal fan themselves on that hey, I, I, I'm not talking about Spurs. I'm talking about Arsenal. Why do you need to I make it a comparison? Can, can you not just stay on Arsenal topic? I don't think Arsenal fan puts themselves on a challenging on Premier League level. D- I've yeah? answered your question three times and you've spoken over it. I don't think any Arsenal fan is putting themselves in a competing for Premier League level. No, no, but
4: he's, he's saying you want to get
2: cups. back there, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely, but that, that comes from
4: breeding a winning mentality. Yeah, but I guess his point was you won an FA Cup with Wenger and you didn't have that winning mentality you didn't, you didn't build.
2: We built on one more FA Cups. <laughs> yeah,
4: exa- exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it's not what you wanted. It's not what you really wanted. It's what you what you ended up with.
4: Alex,
2: you'd chop off your mum's hand for an FA Cup. I would, but that's
4: different. Well, <laughs> Therein also cup. lies lies a difference as well. Spurs, the, a cup would be the destination. Arsenal, seemingly, that is a part at of the, the moment, journey. At
2: the moment, the league isn't even in the pipeline, is it? So No. You take what you can. Well, and, seems like it's open for someone. Yes, yeah, Spurs, they can't possibly lose, I told you. It, it would be a shambles if they did.
3: It does crack me up you? that in they did space, lose a
2: does... two horse race before
3: it, do, <laughs> it does, it does, it does crack me up that in the space of two it? weeks we've gone from the same pundit saying the we've gone from the same pundit saying Gary Neville for two weeks ago we're like if Mourinho managed to get top three this season that would be a massive achievement and now he's saying we've got the firepower to win the Premier League. Yeah. What's happened in three weeks? What 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 what's happened in two weeks that suddenly suggested that we're now suddenly title contenders apart from other teams around us proving that it is just going to be another one of those seasons where it could be a free-for-all and you could end up with Southampton winning
2: the league? Well, we've got two weeks of an international break now, so pray that Lacazette gets injured. Uh,
3: <laughs> pray, pray, uh, I'm Boy. praying that Gareth Bale doesn't get
2: sabotaged. Well, as we've said, Jose wants to watch that because he's had Spurs coaches in with the Arsenal players as well. And his good friend I... Steve Holland is the assistant manager. I,
3: I, I hope he turns up at the Welsh ta- the Wales training ground and just sits, sets up a chair and watches on guard.
2: Well, on that, that was... note. Um, Alex, born Supremacy or Kingsman?
3: I'll go with the Prawn Supremacy just because I think there's the a bit more... a Prawn Supremacy? The, the spin-off. Yeah, the spin- You're not seeing the Prawn Supremacy. So, sounds like it's a, a Mad
4: vs. Food challenge, that.
3: It's it's a, it's a Thousand Prawns versus Jason Braun. Have you not seen that YouTube video?
4: Jason Braun is right. <laughs> Jason Braun, who's that? <laughs> We're just
2: going to wrap this up.
4: And isn't yeah, it also yeah, the Braun have... Identity you're doing? Yeah, it is,
2: yeah. Yeah,
4: <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, I, I'll go with I'll go with Jason Bourne over Kingsman. Rate them both, uh, but I think there's just a bit more prestige there. And well, it's Matt Damon. Got a got a uh, Matt Damon is the what thing that edges do you it. You think you
2: could beat Matt Damon in a fight?
3: No chance. Good answer.
2: I have I have also decided that um, last show of the year we're gonna do uh, an awards show as we've done before. See if uh, Sherwood hangs on to his personality of the year. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'll have uh, we'll we'll get some plaques in for best guest of the year, most outrageous claim all those kinds of things Excellent. so I'm about to look forward to but anyway, thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod we'll be back on Friday on Movie Madness me and Jack will be there and then again next Monday, probably to complain about Gareth Southgate so join us then, we'll be back goodbye